Razorback Stadium is expecting an at-capacity crowd this weekend for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Sam Pittman expects it to be possibly the biggest crowd ever, but will it be? We'll talk about that as well as dive into too many weapons for Arkansas. Is that what people are asking? Is that what people are saying? We'll have some fun with that and, of course, talk about Drew Sanders going up against his former team, all coming up on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head over to BetOnline where the game starts. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Thursday afternoon as uh, it's getting crazy. I'm going to actually be heading up to Fayetteville tomorrow. I'm going to be doing a live radio show uh, from up there, so that should be pretty exciting. And I think excitement is surrounding Razorback football right now. And people have turned the page from the Texas A&M loss and have looked forward to that. And I think it's interesting because even before the season started, people circled this Alabama game as being an incredible one. Uh, as far as the crowd, people start asking about, oh, college game day, come here, will be a top 10 matchup. And it should have been, but it's okay. Uh, it's still going to be a top 25 matchup and still a lot of people going to this game. The weather's going to be perfect. I think the high is at 78 on Saturday. Oh, I mean, you won't be able to get anything better. But Sam Pittman was, of course, meeting with the media and was talking about the crowd and the expectations to come along with it. And here's what he had to say. I would, and I don't know this for anything, but no one state of Arkansas and the passion for the Razorbacks, I would think this would be the best crowd since I've been here. The rowdiest, the best, uh, I guess it's a red out. And, uh, but I'm hearing people are already lining up for parking spaces and things of like that as early as today. And maybe that's wrong. I don't know, but that's what I heard. And so I think, I think everybody's excited and we, you know, hopefully we can, we can put it on a show for the fans. We'll just have to wait and see. That was Sam Pittman, of course, talking about the excitement uh, that he expects to be in Razorback Stadium. And I expect it to be that way, too. You know, the fact that tickets are going for the high price that they are, you know, people are going to be tailgating, and, and the fact that it's going to be perfect weather, CBS, 2.30 kickoff. I, I mean, everything, everything that you can possibly point to as far as this game goes, excitement surrounds it. And I, I'm excited just to see what a crowd will be like in that stand because we've seen some packed crowds. Like the Texas game last year was really fun. And the crowd played a huge factor into it, and everybody was going nuts for it. And uh, that, that was about as close as you have, we have seen in a long time. You know, if you go back before that, you know, maybe the Ole Miss game of 2016 in Fayetteville, that had a lot of people there and was a pretty rowdy and energized group. Even before of that, you could say, I think 2016 Alabama had it for a little bit, but maybe not as much. But the point is, is that this game is always going to have a lot of energy because anytime you welcome in Alabama, it's kind of like Alabama football, Kentucky basketball, you know, LSU baseball. You're always going to have a little extra juice to it because of what those programs are and the fact that you play them every single year and, and all of that. It all goes hand in hand. But the, the fact is, is that the crowd is going to have to play a factor into this game. Like they, they're going to have to. And I think that it will be end up being the, the biggest crowd that Arkansas has had. I guess the, still the record to this day is the 2010 
Alabama game, Arkansas had over 76,000 people, I think 76,800 people, something like that. I think that this potentially could break that too. But what is also most important, at least to me, and this has been something that's nobody wants to hear, nobody wants to bring up, but I'm going to bring it up because I want to break the trend. Arkansas in at least the three major sports, it might even be the four major sports if you throw in women's basketball, but the three major sports for sure, the biggest crowds you've had in record attendance, you've lost all those games. In football, it's 2010 Bama. Uh, I believe in basketball, it was Kentucky in 96, maybe 97. I'd have to go back and look. I think it was one of those years. That was the highest capacity crowd. I could be wrong on this too because I, I just I looked at the numbers and I didn't know if they were still up to date when I looked at them. But and then Baumwalker Stadium, uh, you know, you had uh, the that Missouri State game. Uh, I guess it depends on if you do post postseason, regular season, whatever it is. But either way, you lost those games, and it's been kind of a bad luck charm, I guess, whenever you have capacity to to lose those games. But I think that that needs to come to an end. Your greatest atmospheres need to be your biggest wins. And Arkansas has a great atmosphere in Razorback Stadium. In fact, I think it's completely and totally underrated. It doesn't get talked about enough. It doesn't get appreciated enough. I think that the more and more we see people uh, go to these games and, and see these atmospheres to go along with them, people start to understand that it is it is a pretty incredible thing, especially when you see other SEC schools struggling to have fans stay for games and whatnot. I think Arkansas has done a great job, especially the students, in staying for games for the most part. Uh, no matter if it's a blowout city or who the opponent is, they have done a great job of doing it. And so I just think all those things together, it, it really uh, puts forth a great home field advantage that Arkansas has had uh, for a while, but starting to realize that once you have a good team, a good product, and a good team coming into town, uh, you're going to have that in, in spades this weekend especially. But another thing, too, that I wanted to bring up, and I know that nobody else probably cares about this. It, it's something that means a lot to me. And I, it just my nitpicking, like stupid way of thinking and how like the smallest of things will really uh, frustrate me. I don't I think it's really bad that they're doing a red out for this game this weekend. If Arkansas wins, then do all the red outs you want to. But I don't know. I've said this many times before. I hate how many different shades of red there are for Arkansas shirts and apparel. It looks bad. I think that when you're playing a team that's also red like Alabama and you do a red out. That kind of is weird, too. but. You know, whatever the gimmicks you need to do, whatever it needs to be to get that extra energy and that extra juice. Honestly, I like stripe outs for Razorback stadiums. I think that that's pretty cool. I think it was cool when they did in basketball. I think it'd be cool if they would have done it in football and people have to look up their section and what color shirt to wear. I think that would have been awesome. Uh, but either way, it, it's they're, they're going to try to do whatever they can to, to bring the energy and bring the group and, and everything. So this potentially could be the, the best atmosphere regardless of the red out it could be the best atmosphere that arkansas has had in a long time and uh, i think even when since sam pittman's been here for sure and just imagine if you actually win this game i mean how you'll remember it i mean razorback fans are going to rush the field that's 100 percent going to happen if they win and people can you know deny it or try to say they shouldn't or whatnot but they will you've lost to a team 15 years in a row they are alabama they are the number two team in the country and you really need a nice little bounce back win against them and so you know that that would be something to great for the fans it'll be great on tv and you'll be right back in in position to compete for the sec west in fact because i i have no faith in a&m to actually compete in the sec west i think that they'll win multiple or lose multiple games they may even lose this weekend in mississippi state uh 
but they'll lose multiple games in the SEC. So if you beat Bama, you're still kind of in the driver's seat, at least a little bit, just assuming that uh, A&M loses at least two games, which I think they will in conference play. So putting all that together, I think you'll, uh, I think you'll be in great shape if you take care of business this week. But again, it's, it's about the, it's about the atmosphere. It's about the fans bringing it, which I think they will. They've done a great job for all, for all these games too. And like Sam Pittman, hopefully they, they put on a show for him as well, but um, hopefully all of you that are going to the game uh, are going to be, you know, partying it up, having a great tailgate. Could you imagine the celebration after the game too? Like after the storm in the field, they're going to try to take the goalpost. I'm sure. Don't know if they'll get to that point because people are like, Hey, we're going to take the goalpost and put on Dixon like in, against Tennessee in 99. And I'm like, good luck trying to get those. I guess they'll figure out a way to get those field goal posts out of that stadium. And if you got to like do a, like a, uh, you know, almost like a, conveyor belt going up out of the stadium just having people keep bringing it up however it works out but if all that happens um that's all that matters and, and that's all that you can celebrate and they and Razorback fans will deserve that too so can't wait to see the atmosphere can't wait to be in Razorback Stadium this weekend betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season find all the latest developments and players team matchups news and podcasts and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find and as always betonline remains to be your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-minute sports scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head over to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on with the uh, Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I uh, I saw some people bringing this up. I, and when I want to say people. I, I saw people in media. I saw people who called in on my radio show and, and you know asked about that. I, like I've seen a few people bring it up. But does Arkansas have too many weapons on offense and in particular running back, you know, there's too many weapons because you got four really good running backs. How do you, you know, there's not enough carries to go around for all of them to stay happy. You know, what about Malik Hornsby? You don't see him at all, but yet you got Hazelwood and Keetron Jackson and uh, Warren Thompson that are playing wide receiver that are really good. And who who can forget Trey Knox? Like he needs to get more involved. Like I cannot tell you how much and how many different players I've been told this week by fans, by listeners, by whoever, saying so-and-so needs to get more touches. So-and-so needs to be targeted more. So-and-so needs this. So-and-so needs that. And I'm like, you know, I can understand if you're ever being critical or if you're ever looking at a team or looking at uh, you know the circumstances and saying, hey, I, I didn't like this play. I didn't like this play call. I didn't like him not seeing this. Like, that's fine. But the one thing that I don't believe in is one having too many weapons because it's always a great problem to have. You know, you talk about well, keep, you got to keep them happy and they may transfer out. If they transfer out, they'll transfer out. But let the best players play. If you got great players, let them play. Let them help. That's that's one thing. But not only that, but when people are start just bringing up all these other players that they just want to see. Okay, so why do you want to see them? You know, Malik Hornsby's been the number one guy, and I like Malik Hornsby. I, I, we, I recognize his speed and everything. But for so many people, it's almost like they, they want him out on the field all the time because Arkansas's offense is not good right now, and it needs to be better. 
and Malik Hornsby is the answer to that, or he's at least the option to help with that. And I sit back, I'm like, I just have a hard time believing that Sam Pittman and Kendall Bryles and, and the entire staff is sitting there with Malik Hornsby on the bench or on the sideline saying, you know what, this guy's so good, we're not even going to play him. He's so good, we're not going to utilize him much at all. There's got to be some reason behind it. There's got to be reasons behind why they aren't using Malik Hornsby a whole lot. Maybe it's because he is the backup quarterback and they want to try to keep him as healthy as possible. Maybe it's because he's, you know, I don't know about his route running. Maybe that's questionable. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I have any evidence of any of this stuff. I'm just saying there's got to be a reason why. He's not like he's just so good that they're just keeping him on the bench. And it's the same thing with the running backs where you'll bring up all those guys like, oh, I want to see Dominion get more carries. Well, even Sam Pittman said that. He's like, I want to see him featured a lot. But what about Dominic Johnson? Like, he was really good against AM. You know, Rocket's been the gold standard. He's the best running back on the team. What about him? Here, like, people keep bringing that up. And then at the wide receiver position, and, you know, people keep being with those guys, but they're like, we need to get the ball to Hazelwood more. We need to get the ball to Tom, like, and tied in with Trey Knox. Like, here's my thing. Here's my thing about all of that. I I don't care. I don't care who gets the ball. I don't care who leads the team in receptions. I don't care how many running backs they use. I do not care. What I care about is are you putting the ball in the end zone? Are you putting the ball in the end zone? Are you running and having methodical drives? Are you having big plays? Are you effectively using your offense in all four quarters. That's what I care about. I do not care who gets the ball, why they get the ball, and what way they get the ball. Are you being effective in it? Because honestly, even last week against Texas A&M, uh, I guess it was Arkansas's lowest scoring game in that stupid, lowest scoring game of the season this year. But they scored 21 points. They should have scored at least 28, possibly even 35. And it was their own mistakes. It wasn't that they weren't giving the ball to certain people in certain times. It was just they made their mistakes to keep their offense from scoring. The offense is not a problem. It's not perfect, but it's not a problem. Mistakes are problems. The offense is not. I want to see people get the ball in, in any way. Like Keetron Jackson hadn't gotten the ball a whole lot this year. Scored a touchdown. Boom against a &M. That was a great play. I didn't care if that was Hazelwood. I didn't care if it was Malik Hornsby. I don't care who did it. Keetron Jackson caught it. He scored. Great. Warren Thompson had a big play, too. Great. That's awesome. More of that. Dominic Johnson ran really well. Great. Like, all of that was really good. But because Trey Knox didn't get enough passes towards him, or Malik Hornsby didn't play enough, that that's to me, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It just matters about how the offense is going. And I just don't, I just have a hard time believing that, oh, if you just get Malik Hornsby more carries or more touches, then it's going to blow the offense up wide open and they're just really going to get it going. Like, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt to the coaching staff, the benefit of the doubt to Kendall Bryles, that they know what they're doing. And I think that there's enough evidence to show that they know what they're doing. Because the offensive problems, again, are not philosophies or not who's getting the ball. It's about mistakes that they're making. That's the issue. You clean up the mistakes, nobody says anything. And also, here's another thing, too. It's always hindsight. But if Arkansas, you know, scores the touchdowns that they were supposed to score, even against Missouri State, even against AM, without having their major mistakes, 
nobody's saying anything. If Arkansas is undefeated, if they're averaging 35-plus points per game, which is what they would be and should be doing if, if it wasn't for this past week's game, if they're doing that, no one's saying anything. No one's saying, oh, well, you know, this, is, this isn't good enough. Like, it is good enough. Limit the mistakes and you won't have to worry about it. The offense and the setup of the three major wide receivers with Hazelwood, Thompson, and Keetron Jackson, with your tight end, Trey Knox, with your offensive lineman, with your quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, with your running star running back, Rocket Sanders, and then have Dominic Johnson, and then A.J. Green, and then Dubinian. However, those four guys, that's all good enough. That's good enough to win games in this conference. That's all I care about. I see. So people always bring it up. Do too many weapons. No. You don't have too many weapons. There's no such thing. Like, I don't want to, I don't care who gets the ball. I want to see the best players get on the field. I want to see the best offense out there. And I think the offense has done a pretty good job so far, as long as they just clean up the mistakes. Folks, listen, we're getting right down to it when it comes to Saturday. And I know a lot of you are going to be trying to tailgate for this game on the beautiful day against Alabama. But you got to make sure you're game day ready. So when you want to show your Arkansas pride, when you want to have the best tailgate, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping experience. And that's the best and the largest selection apparel for the whole family. And it's also making sure that you have all your tailgate stuff. You got you need tents, you need chairs, you need drinkware, you need all the goods, you need decorations, whatever it is to make your tailgate be the best tailgate it can be, Alumni Hall has you covered. And I mentioned now it's a red out. I don't necessarily care for the red out, but the thing is, is Razorback colors are red, and you want to get the actual color red, the real Razorback red, when you wear the game, when you wear your apparel to the stadium. Alumni all has you covered there as well. They got polos, they got zip ups, they got hoodies, they got t shirts, they got jerseys, they got it all. So be sure to check them out. They're right there in Fayetteville on College Avenue. And they have everything you could possibly want for the whole entire family. And I tell you, every time I go in there, they have new stuff that I've never seen before. They have coaches' uh, polos, well, Eric Musselman's polos, if you want to wear that. They have a great amount of hats. In fact, a shout-out to the Pigs brand people. Uh, they sent me uh, some awesome Pigs hats and socks. So I can't wait to wear those as well. And at Alumni Hall, they have those there too. So they got it all. So check them out uh, and make sure that you're game day ready by visiting the store in Fayetteville or on College Avenue or online at alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall, where Razorback fans go to shop. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, you know, this is a question or at least something that's been a storyline going around for uh, Drew Sanders, the linebacker for Arkansas, that's been so electric. In fact, uh, some people have even had him. I think it was on Mel Kuyper's draft big board as being a first-round pick. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, Arkansas, I can't remember the last time that they've had a true defensive player in the first round taken. Like, There's been a lot of offensive players in their history, but defense, like ones that come into my mind is like Jamal Anderson, Batman Carroll, like way back when. Um and that's about it. Like, I'm sure there might be one I'm missing, but there just hasn't been a whole lot of notable uh, defensive players taken in the first round uh, for Arkansas. So it looks like they could really have one with Drew Sanders. And uh, the fact that uh, he still could come back another year. I don't think he does. I don't think he will. But it would be kind of fun to think about 
So I don't know. But either way, he, he's he's been awesome. He's been absolutely awesome for Arkansas. And he's one of the few players that have transferred from Arkansas from Alabama to Arkansas, which is going to be facing his old team. And I I just I'm curious to see how it'll go down facing his own team. And, and obviously they have a lot of respect for him and you know, the way he's playing at Arkansas. They they wish him nothing but the best. But and once they get on the field, it's a totally different thing how it's all going to go down. So I can't wait to see how he how he faces off against him. But I started thinking about it too. I don't know if there's a way to do it, but there's only two players that I can think of in Arkansas's history that had something for Alabama or was either, like Drew Sanders played for Bama and transferred here and has been awesome, like been electric. The only other player that you could almost kind of make that connection with, at least here recently and under the Nick Saban era, is I remember Darius Phylon. A lot of you remember him. Uh, was a, a fantastic defensive lineman here at Arkansas and is still playing in the NFL today. Uh, he was originally committed to play at Alabama and was on scholar or going to get a scholarship and everything. And then at the last minute, from what my understanding is, that they uh, basically said, come to him and asked him to blue shirt. And he didn't want to do that. Uh, is it blue shirt or gray shirt? Maybe it's gray shirt. I always get them all mixed up. It's basically where you can still come on the team, but your scholarship's not going to be there. Like you're not going to get a scholarship in the in the beginning part of it. And he didn't want that, so he committed to Arkansas, and the rest was history. I think he committed actually under John L. Smith that 2012 season. Or committed under Petrino, but uh, played in that John L. Smith was his first year. So, like, you, you've had those great players and, and making those connections. And I just wonder, is there a way that you can build a pipeline to making it to where every year you just say, okay, let's see who on Alabama is transferring out. Let's try to get them here. Because it shows just how much plethora of talent they have. You talk about too many weapons. Alabama's got plenty of them. And so it'll be cool to see Drew Sanders go up against his old team. I think there's going to be a lot of motivation for him. I think he's going to be uh, extremely energized and pumped up to get after it. And that's why I feel like it's going to be so much fun to, to see how big of a factor he'll be in this game too. Uh, so facing old teams is always a storyline. It's always uh, going to be made out to be a bigger deal in a lot of cases than what it needs to be. But in this case, it's a very big deal. And Drew Sanders, I think, is going to bring it uh, entirely. He'll do a great job doing it. So can't wait for it all to go down. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.